0: I love the colorful clothes she wears And the way the sunlight plays upon her head I hear the sound
1: of lecture, the cheerful On the wind that lifts her perfume through the air Well, hello, I'm Solazar, and welcome to Good Vibrations Radio, Tools for Transformation. Now, quantum physics tells us that we are all energy, vibrating at different frequencies, and in Good Vibrations Radio, we bring you information that allows you to change the vibrational frequency of your life. We are your source for everyday alchemy, so you can take the lead in your life and turn it into gold. Good Vibrations Radio is made possible through the sponsorship of Magic for Life, the promoter-producer of the Rhoda Psychic Fair. Now, the Rhoda Psychic Fair has been a constant in Monterey County for the past 35 years. Our last fair was October 21st and 22nd of 2017. Our next event is October 13th and 14th at the Monterey County Fairgrounds. I encourage you to sign up for the email list on rotasychicfair.com and goodvibrationsradio.com so you can be notified about the upcoming events and what's coming on in this wonderful event coming in October 13th and 14th. Last week we heard from Dr. Arnie Buss who shared his interpersonal communication tips in his Speaking of Listening segment. Now, if you missed any part of that broadcast, you may visit the podcast page, and the link is on the homepage of the Good Vibrations Radio website. I also reminded listeners that the Osho Zen Tarot card for the month of July is Roman numeral 9. This card is titled Aloneness. In a traditional Tarot deck, this card would be the Hermit. But Aloneness is much more than the Hermit. It's a reminder that we don't need others in our life to bring out our own light. The figure walking in this card emanates a light from within, reminding us to be a light unto ourselves. The difference between aloneness and loneliness is loneliness comes from a longing for another, a sense of lack or absence. And aloneness comes from a sense of presence a sense of cooperative contemplation. Through aloneness, you connect your soul with your roles in the world. Aloneness is the full presence of self, the full expression of your light. Before we get into the show, let me tell you a little bit about me. I'm a speaker, performer, reader, healer, radio host, and an author. I've been a part of the metaphysical community all my life and my undergraduate and graduate degrees are in metaphysics. This show shares a variety of metaphysical subjects offered by those who have explored those areas in detail. For those who listen regularly, you know I like to start each show with a reading from day by day by James Allen. Now, in 1903, James Allen published his essay, As a Man Thinketh. And he chose the title from chapter 23, verse 7 of Proverbs, which says, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. It was described by Alan as a book that will help you help yourself. He wanted all of us to know that in your own thought world, you hold the key to every condition, good or bad, that enters into your life. Your present reality is a direct outcome of your past thoughts and intentions, and beliefs. But your future is not predestined by your past. I want to put this in a caveat here. I'm not saying you drew that auto accident to you. I'm not saying you drew that illness to you. But what I am saying, through your thoughts, intentions, and beliefs, you created the circumstances for those things to come into you, into your life. And for you now to go through the lessons and learning that become a result of that. Take responsibility for creating your life and recognize that what we're presented with in our lives are the opportunities to learn and grow and move past. Now, by working patiently and intelligently on your thoughts, intentions and beliefs, you can remake your life and transform your circumstances you're not predestined by your past. In Day by Day with James Allen, his essay has been broken into separate sections for each day of the month. And for the 16th day of the month, James Allen says, Master your fears. Doubt and, doubt and fear are the great enemies of knowledge, and he who encourages them, who does not slay them, thwarts himself at every step. Mark Twain shared that True courage is not the absence of fear, it's the mastery of fear. Doubt is the first cousin of fear. It precedes all fear. And we've had a lifetime of developing our doubts. We've taken in the things people have said to us or said we couldn't do, or we weren't good at, or you'll never do that. And we've accepted many of those doubts with no empirical proof that it was true, but we've taken them in. And so we get a thought for something and then we apply that doubt against it. You can cancel out your fear with faith. Faith in yourself. Faith in your vision. Faith in your purpose. Faith in others. Faith in the divine. But faith is stronger than fear. And once we've canceled our doubt, fear doesn't have that leg of doubt to rely on to keep us afraid to try to do to move ahead don't get tied up trying to decide if something is possible just question how you can get it accomplished stay, stay focused on how and not if or whether just keep asking yourself how you can do it now i've shared many times that i have a series of prayers and affirmations i use each day to help me focus on positive thoughts I do a morning and evening series of forgiveness prayers. I do a gratitude affirmation. I do Ho'oponopono, you know, the I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. I do unconditional love affirmations, and I collect a positive thought from the Daily Word produced by the Unity School of Christianity. And the Daily Word for Monday, July 16th says, My mind is focused on the divine life within. Clarity comes when we turn away from the outer noise, the outer world around us, and learn to listen to the silence within. And when we listen with our whole heart, we'll receive clarity, and the clarity gives us the wisdom to follow through in a positive way. The divine wants the best for all of us. So master your fears this month, and focus your mind on the divine life within which brings us to our guest for today joyce de muse was born and raised in the washington dc area where she developed an early interest in astrology she learned all she could from books and by observing friends and family members and noticing the qualities they exhibited coming from their signs upon moving to the central coast of california she met a practicing astrologer who generously shared his knowledge with her And she also met an aura reader who taught classes based on the curriculum of the Berkeley Psychic Center. Joyce was ordained in 1980 as a metaphysical minister who could give readings, healings, and consultations. Since then, she's become a fixture at local psychic fairs. She's done thousands of readings, taught metaphysical and astrology classes to hundreds of people, and performed numerous weddings. She's hosted many radio shows over the years and specializes in quick, on-the-spot readings as well as longer, in-depth consultations. Now, I know Joyce plans to continue to give readings and be of service for all those who need clarity, guidance, encouragement, and support for as long as she is able to infinity and beyond. And she joins us with her segment, Your Lucky Stars, on the third Monday uh, of each month. From five to six p.m. So let's have a little musical uh, introduction from Peter Muse for Joyce Day Muse and Your Lucky Stars.
0: We are the travelers on the road. We are the travelers on the road.
1: by starlight, warmed by the glow of the heart of the family, returning to their home, vanishing like the stars in the early morning dawn to Well, Joyce, welcome to Good Vibrations Radio.
0: Thank you, Celebrate. Happy to be here.
1: How are you doing?
0: I'm doing okay. (laughs) Treading water.
1: (laughs) Yeah, aren't we all? Yeah.
0: Yes, a lot of people I've been running into and talking to are having a bit of a rough time right now, which really isn't unexpected with the eclipses that are going on this month and next. So we had that big eclipse that hit um, on the 12th. Today's the 16th. It seems eons ago. But uh, it was a solar eclipse on the new moon in Cancer with the sun and moon exactly opposing the power and control planet Pluto. So the whole um, NATO uh, uh, meeting and... Even today's, uh, meeting between Trump and P- Putin were all done under that very powerful, very intense, and very challenging eclipse. So that can be affecting, you know, more than a few of us, especially people born under the sign of Cancer or Capricorn or Aries or Libra, the cardinal signs. So, uh, we're, we're in the week between two eclipses. So we had that last eclipse, uh, happening on July 12th, and then we get our lunar eclipse on the full moon in Aquarius on July 27th. So both these eclipses are hitting the chart of the USA. So the USA is definitely in turmoil, like maybe we haven't seen since the watergate era and then we have a third eclipse usually eclipses come in pairs but this time we're getting a trio with the uh solar eclipse on the new moon in leo on august 11th so that's three eclipse lunations in a row so everybody needs to you know take precautions to um kind of protect themselves from the intensity of these eclipses so the first one was in cancer and capricorn the second one that's coming up on the 27th is in aquarius leo and then the third one on august 11th is also in leo so we're kind of shifting from eclipses in the capricorn cancer axis and moving into leo aquarius so it's different energy, different uh, elements that we're dealing with. But it's just, you know, a very intense little summer period we're having. And, of course, other things going on. Last time I was on, which was only three weeks ago, we talked a lot about the planet Mars. And Mars is still being extremely active in the sense that it's as close to the Earth as it ever gets, and it's retrograde or apparent backwards motion, and then it's also out of bounds. So Mars is considered one of the more uh, dangerous planets. Uh, some people might even say malefic or malevolent planets because it is the planet of war and uh you know many other things we give we assign definitions to the planets and the signs but this mars is extremely um, unusually potent and powerful for a long time so it's out of bounds for a full 2 months so it went out of bounds let's see um, on July 6th And it'll stay out of bounds until September 25th. So that's always uh, kind of a a yellow light warning that you don't want to get too ahead of yourself, that you don't want to push yourself too hard or too far. Uh, Mars is often associated with accidents. And another thing with Mars is it's making a challenging dynamic aspect to the planet Uranus so Mars and Uranus are squaring each other for quite a while and uh, that square is a little dangerous so you know we do need to be more cautious we do need to drive defensively even walk defensively I mean it makes me think of that young woman that went off the cliff in Big Sur in her um, car and was, I don't know how many days, I've heard six, I've heard ten, ten days stranded on a beach in Big Sur with a fractured shoulder until luckily a couple found her and she was rescued, which is such a wonderful miracle, a happy ending. And also we had those uh boys in Thailand that were stuck in a cave for way too long and thankfully were successfully rescued. So a lot of those are kind of indicative of the retrograde Mars, the out-of-bounds Mars, the Mars square Uranus. So Mars is not an easy planet and it's not... Um, I mean, we need it. We need all the planets. We need the energy of all the planets. If we didn't have Mars, we wouldn't have any get up and go. We wouldn't have the ability to be assertive and go after what we want. And all of us have Mars in different signs. So some people are more aggressive, more assertive than others. Like my Mars is severely afflicted. which means it's, you know, not in a good sign for Mars, and it's uh retrograde, and it's intercept. I mean, it just doesn't do me any favors at all. So I'm probably the least assertive and aggressive that I can be. These other people, I've been dealing with an Aries friend, and you're an Aries from Lazar, and you guys have the distinct, ability to get things going, you know, to push people to achieve things, and um, I just noticed when I'm around this woman, she's got me on, on tasks, she's got things for me to do, and,
1: and they're usually <laughs>
0: enjoyable, positive things, but I wouldn't do them on my own. <laughs> so Mars is our kind of um, our energy machine, our steam engine that that can push us and make things happen but it's considered a malefic they call it the lesser malefic Saturn being the greater malefic malefic meaning malevolent or not good so um, Mars is, is plenty active and we'll will stay out of bounds or in its most extreme condition until the end of September. So, it's good to know. It's good to uh, take extra precautions, if possible. I mean, we can only do our best. Things happen. But that Mars square Uranus is pretty dicey. And um, unexpected, sudden events like Earthquakes, volcanoes, you know, um, big natural disasters. I mean, we're already having the wildfires in California. I mean, it's just a time of extremes. So that's good old Mars. And um, so the sun is still in Cancer for a few more days. Uh, the sun spends 30 days in each sign, and we're just finishing up the sun's transit through the sign of cancer. So we have six days to go until the sun moves into its own most favorite sign of Leo on the 22nd of July. So there's always uh, kind of more dynamic high energy when the sun goes into Leo. Uh, the sun in Leo is really the heart of the summer. Uh, this is a time where usually we get to celebrate life and enjoy life and, you know, socialize and have parties and things like that. Leo is uh, the fun-loving, almost child-oriented sign. So that's coming up on the 22nd. And... Uh, Hopefully it will lighten up the energy somewhat because cancer can get kind of maudlin and caught in the emotional, you know, drama of things. (laughs) And all the signs, I'm always happy when they first come in and I'm always happy when they're done. And uh, cancer is one of those signs. But it is the sign of home and family. Often people get together with their families in the summer. And then when the sun goes in Leo, it's kind of more of a time of celebration, a time for you, you know, a time for parties and things like that. So hopefully that will happen as the sun goes through uh, Leo. And we have that second eclipse in a row on the 27th. So that's a full moon eclipse with the sun in Leo and the moon in Aquarius. And both of those things of course there good old uranus so we don't get any uh freedom from uranus this summer
1: plus uh, mars is we, mars, mars is retrograde in aquarius right now right 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 so so actually it's going to conjunct the the moon and i guess oppose the sun
0: um it's supposing It will oppose this. Oh, it is. Well, once the sun goes into Leo,
1: yeah, then it'll. Then yeah,
0: it'll oppose the sun. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was looking
1: also at the lunar eclipse on the 27th, where the the moon was also in Aquarius. So that's I was responding to that. I apologize. You didn't get there yet.
0: No, but that's a potent um, full moon, not only because it's an eclipse, and it's a potent eclipse. I mean, the one we just had wouldn't have been so powerful except for the p- fact that it was the sun and moon and cancer exactly opposed to the planet Pluto. Yeah. Now, even even though they tried to demote Pluto and it didn't work, Pluto would have none of it, Pluto is, in my estimation, the most potent of the transiting planets. Uranus is intense. Uh Neptune is surprisingly intense, as I'm discovering with Neptune crossing my sun. But Pluto is the real killer.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no I, I see that. It seems like every time there's something with Pluto, I mean, it's really a major impact. No matter what they want to yeah. say about it as a as a mini. Well, plan. I
0: think they they restored it to full planetary status, although I think they call it a dwarf planet.
1: Yeah, dwarf planet, yeah.
0: But it's mighty potent. It is mighty potent whenever it's involved in anything. And uh, Pluto transits will take you to the mat, you know, and make it hard to get back up. But you also can grow in strength and potency under Pluto. What does not kill us makes us strong. So uh, Pluto transits are not easy, and you wish they weren't happening when they're on you. But I... What's that? Oh, that was someone trying to call me. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, don't call me now. Um, and there's probably something I could do about that.
1: Quite all right. But Quite anyway.
0: Pluto transits, Pluto transits and Mars, you know, this is the summer of Mars you know, Mars is in Aquarius but it's going to go back into Capricorn, it doesn't stay Mm. in Aquarius, it backtracks into Capricorn before it turns direct and then comes back into Aquarius so that's, you know Mars for you
1: Yeah, that's where my niggle Mars is anyway, is in Capricorn. Oh,
0: is it? Oh. Well, that explains your ability to build things and get things done, you know, and set goals and take the steps to achieve those goals. And actually, um, looking at the chart of the United States, the U.S. is having uh, an interesting... um, progression of the usa's moon so we were born the country was born with the moon in aquarius and in the 242 years since yeah and um uh, the moon has gone all the way through all the signs and into sagittarius so it's in the 29th and a half degrees of Sagittarius. So what that means is in two weeks time actually less than two weeks uh, let's see when is that the progressed moon will move into Capricorn on July 27th so 11 days from now the moon will change signs. So progressed moon spends 30 months in a sign. It goes through all off- all 30 degrees um in a month so that moon is going to move out of sagittarius where it's been since you know 29 months since the whole election cycle and this trump thing and um as it moves into capricorn it gives me a little bit of hope that we're going to get more grounded you know less in this ideal idealistic philosophical kind of place we've been in for 29 months as a country mm. you know with you know my my ideology as opposed to your ideology when the moon goes into capricorn let's get practical you know who cares what you believe you know what are we going to do about finances what are we going to do about you know this problem or that problem we're going to get more pragmatic more grounded more goal oriented and you know this crisis we're in right now because of this is a human uh, so-called president (laughs) um, you know it's I think it's going to clarify things it's going to clarify what it means to be an American and maybe help heal the divide, although that's hard to believe. But, you know, what can we do as a country to make things better for our country? What are we doing for our children and our grandchildren? What are we doing, you know, to build a solid foundation for this country we're so blessed to have? I mean, it seems like the country has never been so, under threat as it is right now. And I attribute it to the fact that, like a human being, a country has returns, like a Saturn return, a Jupiter return, and even a Pluto return. So, what's going on in the USA right now and for the next few years is our first Pluto return. So this is causing us to examine uh, the foundation upon which we were formed as a nation and what needs serious reconsideration and what is Pluto, regeneration, renewal. We need to do the res as a country. And the USA's Pluto is in the second house of values what do we value what's important to us and how do we how do we cherish those values and encourage those values so Pluto in the second house in Capricorn and we're having our Pluto return so a lot of Capricorn energy um, in the USA chart in the whole world actually I mean it seems like you know, it was it was kind of encouraging to see all the demonstrations in England and in, in Ireland and in Europe. You know, we're not so far apart from our brothers mm. and sisters in other countries. Yeah. You know, and it seems like Trump is a, equally hated by everyone, except his true believing cult followers.
1: <laughs> yeah, his yeah, true believers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So um, the Pluto return for the USA charts. I mean, I can see renegotiating the, you know, the um, the the foundation of what ch- of what we're based on. I mean, it's the Constitution. But what needs to be upgraded? You know, what needs to be changed? Is there really true representation in Congress? Um, is that every vote? counted equally you know and and what why would a whole political party try to suppress the vote and try to gerrymander unfair elections it just it just doesn't make sense I mean where are the patriots where are the people who care for justice and fairness in the American way where is Superman when you need him? That's what I want to know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I don't know. Another, I'd probably uh, take Wonder Woman, too.
0: Oh, yeah. We need it both. <laughs> we'll get our costumes on, films on, and take That's to the right. skies.
1: That's right.
0: So, at least, the dreaded, at least the streets. The dreaded retrograde Mercury is coming up in the... Mm july 25th mercury will station retrograde and that's kind of yucky but it happens doesn't it so the the retrograde lasts from july 25th until august 18th so what are we going to do we have retrograde mars and now we're going to have retrograde mercury as well well we don't want to make permanent decisions if we can help it we don't want to buy expensive items if we can help it sometimes you just can't help it sometimes you need to buy buy a car even at the worst time there are remedies you know to um, negative astrological times and if Mercury is retrograde, it's an ideal time for research and realignment, those rewords again to to um, go inside and figure out where we are now and where we would like to be. and you know, not not get things started, but get things clear in our minds as much as possible. And again, Understand that during retrograde Mercury periods, there is miscommunications. There can be equipment failure and things like that. Uh, Retrograde Mercury, we have to keep living, but we can be, again, more cautious, like we should also be cautious because of the Mars retrograde. In fact, there's an unusual amount of retrograde planets happening right now. And uh so that's kind of like go inside first, check inside first. Don't just go for it, you know, and do everything you can think of. It's time for more reflection and introspection, those kinds of retrograde Mercury words. So we're going to have um, that retrograde Mercury also making life more challenging. Mm.
1: Yeah, so I have uh, I show that like Chiron and Aries is retrograde, Mars and Aquarius, Neptune in Pisces, Scorpio and Capricorn, and Pluto in Capricorn, and then of course Mercury is going to join them. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So one, two, three, four. I think at the last quarterly preview there was five.
1: Yeah, we had uh, Jupiter and Scorpio that went direct on July 10th, so we had the sixth. Yeah.
0: Right, right. So Jupiter's direct, that's good. And also, even right now, we're having what they call a grand cross, where there's a planet in each of the fixed signs, Jupiter and Scorpio, Uranus and Taurus, Mercury and Leo, and Mars and Aquarius. They're not all closely joined it as soon as the sun moves into Leo on the 22nd uh, the sun is going to square Uranus and oppose uh, Mars and eventually square Jupiter so because we have so much happening in the fixed sign as, as soon as a planet like the sun moves into another fixed sign a Leo we have a grand cross happening. Hmm. So this is not the most uh, relaxing little period of time for the next month. Um, You know, the sun and Leo, where it can be fun and joyous and playful, is also hitting Mars, which is an extreme condition. It'll hit Uranus. A couple days, two days after it goes into Leo, so that's July 24th, we have a sun square Uranus. And then uh, four days after that, the 28th, we have sun opposing Mars. So a very dynamic summer. But who would want to get bored? (laughs) (laughs) Who wants to be bored? you are not going to be bored.
1: (laughs) Well, that's good. That's good to know. But it is a lot of, um, it is a lot of push pulling. You know, it you can feel, I you can almost feel that energy. Or it, certainly I can feel the energy of, you know, being pushed, being pulled, feeling unsettled. Uh, I feel a lot of that these days.
0: Yeah, well, it's a, a very stressful time to be alive. And it's very stressful to be an American. I mean, I have ca- I have Canadian relatives, and they're not going through what we're going through.
1: Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. You
0: know, they 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 have a more uh, sane and stable situation going on up there. And you know, sometimes I just crave that. But I couldn't I couldn't influence change. If I was up there as much as I can by being here and by being able to vote here and by being able to mouth off on Facebook here, you know, it's been, it's been stimulating and my peaceful friends like my husband, you know, they can't, they can't handle it. They can't watch the news. They can't talk about it. They don't want to know. And I can respect that. I wish I didn't either. But I have a lot of Aquarius in my chart, which is kind of a politically oriented sign. So I kind of want to know what's going on and I want to call my senators and call my congressperson if I can. You know, I, I can, I can have more of an influence participating than not participating. And I was just Good. right doing some writing on the 70s, and I came to California in 1972. I left Washington D.C. Uh, the day after Nixon was reelected, and I mm. was so discouraged that even after the Watergate break-in, nothing happened. You know, it took time for people to wake up to the crimes that were being committed by the President mm-hmm. of the United States. So, I mean, at least I know that it takes time. It took two years for Watergate to lead to the resignation of Richard Nixon. So I hope it's not going to take that long with this joker. But uh, there's so much uh, feeling against him, and all the protesting has been wonderful. I mean, what can we do? We can take to the streets this would be a good time to take to the streets before we all start speaking Russian. You know, it just seems like uh, Trump is selling our country out. And, you know, our country began overthrowing, you know, a, a, a dictator-like king, you know, who was taxing representation, and people just got sick of it and stood up to it and fought for it. And, uh, you know, not everybody agreed, and there were people that went up to Canada because they wanted to stay affiliated with England and the crown. So uh, these things take time, unfortunately, and um, I think this move of the moon into Capricorn where it joins Saturn and it joins Pluto, that we're going to have more energy to... Rebuild, to restructure, to, to identify the problems and correct the problems. And, you know, who, whoever knew we'd have to go through something like this, but the USA's Pluto return was going to be dramatic, one way or the other. And, you know, better a cyber war than a nuclear war, I guess. Oh, definitely, definitely. I don't guess. <laughs> But, uh, you know, this is – so, you know, we've got two more eclipses to live through. And I always say the energy gets really zooey around an eclipse. It's not relaxing. It's it's almost like you have some kind of a bug and you can't sleep well and uh, uh, people are on edge and it's easier to fight with people. Um, I mean, not all eclipses are the same, but it's always kind of off. It's not just, oh, you know, just sitting in a field smelling roses. It's, it's, it's dynamic and intense. So we're going to go into Leo, and then we'll have a month in Leo, and that first week of Leo is the hard one because of the opposition to Mars and the square to Uranus. And then, you know the sun'll move far enough into Leo that it's not hitting those planets. Mm.
1: Uh,
0: so and then uh, we we get in the of Leo, and hopefully we have some fun. And then uh, all of August is the sun in Leo. So Leo is hot, dry energy. it's it's you know the hottest time of the summer. If you're living anywhere but the Monterey Peninsula, we're so fortunate Mm -hmm. to be here. Then on August 7th, Venus leaves Virgo, where it is now, and moves into Libra. So we get a little more social, a little more open to other people. And that Mars retrograding in Aquarius moves into Capricorn on the 13th of August. So that's a little more Capricorn energy. So we'll not only have the USA's progressed moon, the planet Saturn, the planet Pluto, also the planet Mars will be in Capricorn for the second half of August. That's a lot of Earth energy. You know, if you have something to build, even physically, like build a doghouse or, you know, build a shed or something physical, it would be a really good use of that Capricorn energy Hmm. and then uh, things really lighten up uh, August 19th when Mercury goes direct so you know you don't want to publish your first book on a retrograde Mercury you know you want to kind of keep things on the, the down low until August 19th and then you're free to you know let it all hang out And uh, Uranus will go retrograde in August. So even though it's moved into Taurus and we're getting a taste of what Uranus and Taurus is all about, and I think we should be prepared for some financial chaos or upset or challenges during the time Uranus is in Taurus. But it's going to go retrograde the whole month of August. Eventually, it'll retrograde back into Aries and uh, give us all one last chance to feel what that little seven-year transit was about. <laughs> but, you know, just sticking to, you know, the sun finishing in Cancer the next few days and then the sun through Leo and then the fun, sun finally goes into Virgo on August 22nd. And uh, we'll be done with the eclipses by then. So really, the most potent time is now, with our first eclipse behind us and our second eclipse coming up. And that's, um, those are the big deal days. And eclipse energy can be zooey for three days before till three days after. You know, and it is a time that can upset our best laid plans and we may have to, you know, reset those plans in motion after the eclipse. Hmm. So eclipses can disturb our progress. And they can also bring good things occasionally. But I always think of when Princess Diana died, it was right on an an eclipse Hmm. and it was just... The timing was just so eclipse like those kinds of things can happen on an eclipse,
1: so they essentially shift then, our expectations, i guess
0: yes yeah Still. and and we should I mean, life doesn't go in a straight line, and the planets make sure of it. <laughs> You know, so we're finishing up our watery time with the sun and Cancer, and then on the 22nd of July, uh, the sun goes into Leo, and we're in our fiery month, our most fiery month of the year. And the sun really enjoys being in Leo. It's at its best in Leo. So that should be, despite other things, not such a bad month. And then the sun goes into Virgo. Is it the 22nd of August? Yes, it is. The sun goes into earthy Virgo on the 22nd of August. So the 22nd of July is Leo. The 22nd of August is Virgo. And then we're just floating right into the fall. You know, we'll we'll have uh, the uh, fall equinox on the 22nd of September, but that's getting ahead of myself. But, boy, this year is going fast, and it's probably a good thing because it's one of the most difficult years we've ever seen. Mm. And, uh, you know, I guess we're being challenged to find our inner strength. And like you were talking about your practice of prayers and karma cleansings and affirmations that you do, you know That's kind of what we all need to do. We have to have some practices in place that help us get through the worst of times and carry us through to better times. So not an easy summer, but definitely a challenging summer and a good time to um, be cautious because of the Mars retrograde and the out-of-bounds Mars. Mars is an extreme condition. And we're lucky if war does not break out. I mean, there's always war somewhere, but Mars is the planet of war, and it's kind of itching for a fight. Yeah. So hopefully the, what we can call us, our better angels prevail, and we don't go off the deep end. And, you know, maybe we're learning to handle anger. You know, I've never felt so much anger or hatred as I have since Trump was inaugurated. You know, it just seems like we're in the clutches of pure evil that's trying to take America down and is doing a really good job of it. You know, I'm attached to having an American democracy and an American electoral elections that are uh fair yeah. i mean they're all talking so much about the midterms well what if russia changes the votes and we're in a worse shape than we are already i mean well, i they, just don't have any trust
1: and they are saying that we're under attack now we are under attack yeah. we're being hacked right now and i found something interesting on my personal system is, you know, I have uh, regular scanning and stuff like that going on. And all of a sudden, in the last week, every day, my system has been cleaning away unintended attempts to to get in or do something to it. And I've never had that before. I mean, I'm not saying I shouldn't say never. It's just that was such an infrequent thing. But there are... Where I'm going to is that there's so many things out there on the Internet right now that are trying to play games with all of us. I'm sure you know mine has nothing to do with Russian hacking, but play games with all of us that we all have to be vigilant. You know, I think something you mentioned, Joyce, made me think also there, there are probably three types of people in the country right now. And I'm oversimplifying even by saying three, but there are certainly the Trumpers, you know, that no matter what he does, they're right there. And then there Uh are the people who are, like you said, angry or upset or stressed or concerned or feel like, I made a comment earlier today, I feel like I'm really living in an alternate reality. I just really feel that. And then Mm -hmm. there are the people who just act like, well, it's all good. We'll get through this. And I'm actually angry at them as well because Mm -hmm. that's not going to get us through it. You can... Sit down and kumbaya all you want, but this is a time of action and commitment and clear intention. And you can't just say, we're going to get through something or you shouldn't be angry or you shouldn't do this or, you know, that's, this is an altered time. It's an action time and it requires people to commit. And I feel that that other group is just not committed.
0: Right.
1: You know, I know know what they say uh, metaphysically and spiritually. You know, love will get us through everything. And I do believe that on a personal basis. But I don't believe love can get us through evil because evil doesn't care about love. Evil is not open to love. And therefore, we have to be ready to take action. I'm not saying we have to be evil, we have to take action.
0: Well, we wouldn't have had a country if the people hadn't stood up in the Revolutionary War to fight for their country, to create a country, to find the best minds of their time, to create a political structure, to break free of the oppression of being under the thumb of another country. I mean, sometimes you have to fight, And, you know, it's it's just how it works. I mean, my family's been here since the 1630s. And I know I had relatives in the Revolutionary War. And my great-grandfather was in the Civil War. And, you know, I just feel I owe it to them to fight for democracy, to fight for our country in any way that I can. I mean, I'm an old lady. I'm not going to have a musket, but... You know, I can fight with my mind and with my word.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, you know, and I've gotten in fights with people, but I've also had people support me. And that feels so good, you know, just to say I speak for people, you know, that aren't able to put the words together. Yeah,
1: you know, and and there's a, there's a part of it that I, I think from that second group I was talking about that that relates to that. I don't go out of my way to really engage Trumpers. I've given up on them. I've literally given up. So, so why get myself aggravated? But if, if a Trumper is doing something towards someone else, I will engage. But I don't feel like I have to correct somebody's ignorant assessment of, of the altered reality, which isn't based in fact. But, but I. Well,
0: we know do. we can't change anybody.
1: That's exactly it. But I do know that just like you're saying, like when you go out and pick it and you do your signs and you protest, I do know that all of us have to take actions as appropriate to us that are proactive, positive actions, which does not mean I have to argue with everybody who's a Trump supporter. I don't. I choose not to. I've realized that, that that was the old trying to poison someone else by drinking the poison yourself. And, right. <laughs> and I'm not willing. I'm not willing to engage that way. But but we do have to take an action. And I don't believe that passivity. This is not a time for passivity. And for those Christians out there too, where I'm really angry, is they need to remember that Jesus drove the money changers and money lenders out of the out of the uh, the temple. Right. And and you can you can allegorically or metaphorically say. He was saying those that were taking advantage of people and and uh, usurping and using usury actually to make a profit at the at, at the benefit of themselves but at the detriment of the other people, you know, have no place in in, in in a spiritual nation. And and that's the other part that people miss is that these damn Christians keep supporting people who are into power. They're into power. It's the sake of power. For the the sake of overturning Roe v. Wade, they 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 support the people who take advantage of them, who use them, who restrict their life, and who exer- exert power over others. It has nothing to do with Christian values. So they really annoy right. me all the way around. So as you can hear, I have I my own I have my own anger issues, you know. So well, well I broke up with go a good
0: friend and. Because of that, you know, she just said, oh, Trump's not so bad. He's just a businessman. He thinks like a businessman. And I just couldn't even see her after that. You know, it's like so against what my feeling is. But, you know, sometimes it just doesn't pay to have psychic inclinations because you know what's coming. Yeah. And you can see through things that other people aren't looking at. So being psychic has its drawbacks.
1: Well so, well
0: thank you Solazar for thank letting you, Joyce, us out and,
1: and remind everybody how they can get in touch with you if they'd like a personal session to find out how all of this transit these transits are impacting them directly.
0: Definitely. Um, you can reach me at 831-236-6572 and I welcome all calls and inquiries just to see if we're a match but it's 831 6572
1: Well, thanks again, Joyce, for all you do and for, you know, quite frankly, your, your consciousness toward the country and toward all of us for what you offer. Okay. So.
0: You too, Russell <laughs> Have a good evening.
1: You as well. So a reminder, you can connect with Joyce by going to Pacific Astrology on Facebook, or link to her site through the guest page of goodvibrationsradio.com. So please remember to do that. Also a reminder as we go into the close for this week of July, remember, master your fears and focus your mind on the divine life within. Once again, I want to share the anonymous poem from Empower Astrology that reminds us in the midst of hate, I found there was within me an invincible love. In the midst of tears, I found there was within me an invincible smile. In the midst of chaos, I found there was within me an invincible calm. I realized through it all that in the midst of winter, I found there was within me an invincible summer. No matter how hard the world pushes against you, within you, there's something stronger, something better pushing right back. Whatever you do, do from your heart. But as we discussed, be engaged, be involved, be, in, be informed. Don't be an ostrich with your head in the sand. Do your daily practice of gratitude by saying thank you for everything. I have no complaints whatsoever. Choose to express from love in all your encounters by say, I live and practice loving kindness in all situations. Accept yourself fully. I accept and love myself unconditionally. Open yourself fully to love by surrendering all to love. And express and heal yourself love through Ho'oponopono by the practice of saying to yourself, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. You're not the victim. You have a choice. Thank you for listening to Good Vibrations Radio as one of those choices. We'll talk again Monday, 5 to 6 p.m. next week, when we'll have an interview with Jonathan Rogers about healing ourselves through some of the traumas and issues related to love and the loss of love. So, until next week, remember to turn the lead in your life into gold. Thank you for listening. Many blessings. Namaste.